Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The year was 2000. J-Lo had us waiting for tonight. Cristina Maria Aguilera was inviting us to Ven Conmigo Solamente Tu. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. Everyone's Dell laptops were shaking at the thought of Y2K. Oh, shit. That was mine. Oh. Well. <laughs> similar. Everyone's parents were convinced we would die when the computers read zero, zero. Fuck. What was my other one? And a I fun had? fact. Willow Smith was born to whip her hair back and forth. Oh, mm-hmm. little Bobby Willow. Bobby Willow. What the fuck else happened in 2000? Um, Somebody lost Best New Artist at the Grammys in 2000. Ooh. Somebody did. And We're going to get into won. that. Was it a curse or a blessing? We'll find out. <laughs> hey, I'm T. Kyle. Hey, I'm Bradley Stern. This, this is, is our, our new, new brand. <laughs> yeah, no, no that's not going to work. Hey, I'm T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley Stern. And this is It's Britney Bitch. A podcast for stands. By stands. Dedicated to 20 years of the living legend, Britney Jean Spears. Where do we begin with 2000? Uh, where do we begin? Uh, I think we should begin with the album. Yeah. Should we do it again, if you will? Uh, oops. Oops. Again. Again. Welcome back. Oh, I'm T. Kyle, by the way. Oh, I- I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I was in the last one. I don't even know if we introduced ourselves. I don't think like, we did. Who? Just two gays. Just, it's fine. You get it by now. Uh, I'm Bradley Stern. Moomoos. Moomoos. And I'm Moomoos. T. Kyle. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Yes, the second year. Third. Third. 98, 99, oh, 2000. The well, third year. We're not mathematicians. We're stands. Be There'll be so many. We can't even count. <laughs> they keep going. When does it end? It won't end. Um... Yes, thank you for joining us for this next episode. So what we're going to do, just like we did in the first one, is we're going to run down the track listing of Oops, I Did It Again, the second studio album by the recording artist Britney Jean Spears. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to pull it I'm up. Crack open a Red Bull. Oh, is it? Do you want to come over? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm going to pull it up on Spotify so that we're getting the same experience as not if sponsored you by to. Spotify. Not sponsored, but would love it. Um, it might start playing. No, it didn't. Okay. So we're going to go through that, and then we can maybe talk about any songs that aren't on this version um, after. Because she is uh, a B-side girl, or was. A B. A B. Get it. In the mix. Uh, okay, so the, the first song on Oops, I Did It Again is a song called Oops, I Did It Again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> never heard of it. So that's a song. I mean, one of her most memorable music videos and songs. For sure. I think the music video, I don't know if this is... For some reason, I feel like it's almost more relevant. Like, I I feel like people... The cat suit. The cat suit. People make fun... Oh, the cat suit's like at Urban Mm -hmm. Outfitters now for the ironic teens. Ew. Yeah. Do they even know? They don't. Ugh, but they're skinny enough to wear it. (laughs) 
fucking damn it. Um, yeah, I feel like it's been like parodied more recently, or just Ramona like, Singer on Lip Sync Battle. Uh, yes. Oh, Ramona Singer's Britney oh. can't dance. I'm um, explain this. <laughs> I was Bye. gonna tweet that, but um, I thought I was Canceled. gonna get in trouble by yeah the housewives' powers <laughs> conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oops. Well, no, not a year. Um, the album came a year after Baby. A pretty quick turnaround for another global hit. Not like they do these days. No, we're still waiting for another one. I know, we're going to be waiting for B10 until <clears> like 2028. 20, <laughs> do you have any oops memories? Do you remember when you saw it? I don't. Um, I feel, I mean, again, it was making the video on MTV. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. when I think of 2000, yeah, I, yeah. I think of that's when I really started. Like this is when I was allowed to watch MTV because mm-hmm. they just gave up. My parents yeah. were like, fine. But this gay ass watches Britney Spears. Right. Um, so for me, all of the videos from 2000 and even like the next few years are like making the video, you watched it and then mm-hmm. that was the premiere. So there was no, Oh my God, you're you know, right. Like YouTube that or that was like where you saw it. So they built up this like dramatic, the anticipation through the oh episode. God, and then you so finally good. see, Oh my God, I forgot that's I how we watched premieres. Oh yeah. I can hear and see like, you know, the, the graphics, with, yeah. like, the camera spinning. Five, four, three. Yeah. And you're like freaking the fuck out. I'm, like, literally fucking shaking. I'm shaking yeah, right I'm now. I'm shaking about it. <laughs> oh my it God, you so guys, exciting. I'm shaking. Like it doesn't happen anymore these it days. It doesn't happen anymore these days. There's no countdown on Instagram. No. It's like, oh, it leaked. And yeah. I was like, oh, flop. <laughs> like, that just feels like every premiere now. <laughs> we just we just get it to the YouTube and write flop. Yeah. That's it. Thumbs down. We're done. Oh, my God. I, you're right. I absolutely now am feeling the anticipation of them making, mm-hmm. making the video. Great video, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That lasted... For 18 years? 18 years. This nope. is like the first actress knee we got. This is actress knee, yes. Um, spoken word knee. Spoken word I thought word-ny. the old lady drops it into the ocean in the end. And Titanic was so, I mean, it still is really, but it was so big then. Oh, like, yeah. Everyone went to see it. I went to go see the midnight showing with my mother. Uh, gay signs from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It was like. I cried. Yeah. Oh, we all did. And also like Leo was baby gay first crush, maybe. Um, No. No? Who was yours? Uh, like WWF wrestlers. Oh, well. Because they used yeah. to wear like really tight Speedos. Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. No, not him, but like the other ones. <laughs> okay. He was dating, Undertaker. He was dating China. Rest in peace. So like, yeah. I wouldn't like hit on him. Oh, that's I was, like, very honorable. My, he's dating my fave. Yeah. True. Um, <sighs> Titanic. <laughs> it's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. Um. Now, I, I am trying to remember where I saw it, but I just can't. I, I don't know. But MTV, making the video. Mm-hmm. Um, cat suit. Yes. Latex. Camel Tony. Camel Tony. Also, her look. hair was a serve. And her hair was a serve. I would just serve. like to say that Britney Spears' hair in this was so good. Invented Ariana Grande. Oh. Oop. You said it. Well, now we said it. Honestly, though, it's probably inspired by it i mean i feel like her makeup for especially 2000 is what we see on girls to a certain extent mm-hmm. uh, right now eye. yeah and also that like highlight under the brow bone oh my god i'm watching too much jacqueline hill jacqueline hill uh but and the glossy lip and like the <laughs> oh next episode brad will be teaching you how to do a smoky eye <laughs> mew mewa yeah. oh <laughs> Oh my god. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. <laughs> Use Morphe code Mumus. 
<laughs> for 30% off. Oh, God. So, oops. Titanic reference. Again with the black sneakers in this video. Yeah, Same but you know sometimes. what? They let her dance in them. She dances in them. You know what? That's true. Uh, bring them back. Bring them the fuck back, please. Not that she doesn't now, but she was so confident in them. She was. Sketchers. Sketchers. Song? Is it in your upper echelon of Britney songs? Um, no. Oops isn't there. But I think it's it's like Baby where it's, you know, one of those songs that everyone... Like, it comes on in bars mm, now, and yeah. everyone knows it. I was going to say, yeah, whenever I do a Britney night, like, way more than Baby. Like, mm-hmm. Oops really gets people going, because it's goofier. It's sing-along year. Mm-hmm. Especially the bridge, of course. Play with your heart. Everyone knows the hand the, motion. You know, yeah. dance We're move. doing it in real life. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. Um, Yeah, it's another, it's like Baby, where, what can you really say? We all know it. Iconic. Gave her an iconic look. We stand. Uh, track two, Stronger. An anthem. An anthem. A self-empowerment anthem. Yes, which I didn't realize until later in life. Stronger to me is important, and I didn't realize this until later, because for me, as a gay youth, slash just a youth, I never needed Britney to do a self-empowerment anthem in the vein of Born This Way, Firework, We Are Who We Are. Right. Which is not shade to people who enjoy those songs or like found meaning in those songs. But for me, Britney gave me that empowerment through anything that she did like her music and who she was right i also don't feel like i was there yet as a person no i was still a kid i was still yeah not would you say not yet a woman uh yeah okay uh (laughs) and not yet a girl not yet a girl still not (laughs) still not there's time um stronger in retrospect was ahead of the girls in providing a self-empowerment anthem Mm -hmm. i actually love it more over time yes I appreciated it more looking yeah. back. Yes. And the looks in this video are also like stunning. She looks stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, the black outfit, the sparkly one with the chair sequence. Yeah. Obviously. And I also, I mean, I am a huge fan of Joseph Kahn's work. Yes. The problematic yet Wait, usually good. problematic? Oh, he's what the worst. Now? He's really rude on social media. Oh, right. He... Like, doesn't back down from, like, terrible jokes. And it's not like I'm easily offended at all ever. He just, like, he's just a shithead. He really is. Like, he doesn't, See, he I thinks he's being edgy, but he's his... just, like, not funny. Got it. Yeah. Um. Well, all of that aside, <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of his work. Yeah. Especially with, I mean, recently he's been, like, Taylor Swift's, like, mm-hmm. done everything for her. Yeah. I am, like, thinking back to how cool would it be if stronger got remastered with the technology and like his skill set now oh my god i know because it was good then yeah but like you know the sequence like the on the bridge the rain. oh my god uh-huh. it's so effing cool mm-hmm. yeah and she has really cool outtakes from it too uh, mm-hmm. on the greatest hits my prerogative dvd did you buy it oh yeah uh-huh. i have it in my legends binder over there uh-huh. in the closet protected it's oh overprotected oh <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yes, it's it's in it's under several wrap. layers of plastic. In a binder, probably out of reach for most people. Yeah. And this is the beginning of the Joseph Kahn relationship and he would do several more in her videography, Toxic and Womanizer. Mm-hmm. And perfume. And they're all kind of, a, in terms of music videos, they're almost like a little bit of a trio. Like they all fit yes. together. Yeah. And then perfume was like, oops. Oh, 
Yeah. A tragedy that we'll get to. A tragedy later on. which uh, was not his own doing. So, yeah. Later. See us in 2013 mm-hmm. where we're going to cry for 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, let's move right along through this door. Track three. Don't go knocking on my door. Not my um, Should have been a single. You think? I think so. Really? I don't know why. Yes, yeah, I do why? know why. Um, it's real good. I live for it. Come back. Okay. Well, I mean, she's kind of. <laughs> she could have done a door themed visual. <laughs> oh, and then she could have been like, don't knock on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's kind of serving vocals in this one a little bit. Is it? No. Yeah, I think so. She's done. She did this on tour as well. And I don't know. I, I like it. <laughs> That's my expert analysis. <laughs> I mean. You're I fine on it. it. I mean, it's also like all those songs back then are so different from what like a single would be now. Yeah. And what is a single now? Right. It doesn't make sense. You're right. So I guess maybe. I'm trying yeah. to think of like what. I mean, it's as not, we go through, I'll think of which ones I had on heavy rotation. Yeah, it's also not my most should have been a single of the album. Right. Anyway, I should just say, as opposed to like filler, I don't, I think it's a bop. Um, next up is a song older than she is. Uh, I can't get no satisfaction. So good. So good. Twisting the narrative, twisting the lyrics to match her situation. Mm-hmm. It was uh, originally by... <laughs> The Rolling Stones. I I had honestly had no idea who originally sang it. I thought Britney was the original singer of it. I didn't. It's Are The Rolling Stones. No, I'm kidding. I know they <laughs> Check. Yeah, this is the song where she, it was like the first time she dragged Megyn Kelly, basically. Yeah. Um. She said, when I'm watching my TV and that girl comes on and tells me, me outside my skirt to be. She mm-hmm. can't tell me who to be. And that was her first um, that was the first uh, track that she scalped out of Megyn Kelly's head, <laughs> <laughs> who later on in her career, she will iconically drag in a music video. Yes. Stay tuned for but 2008. This was part one. Actually, no, and Two. numerous music videos. She goes for a random That's blonde true. woman. That is true. That's on a television set. Megyn Kelly basically saw all of those <laughs> videos and was like, I'm going to be that woman. <laughs> yeah. So the the most important part of I Can't Get No Satisfaction, of course, is that it is the lead of the iconic, genuinely iconic 2000 VMAs performance. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll talk about that right after the the track thing. But um, that is how most of us know it. It is crucial to the narrative. And it's a good song on its own right, too. But it's like most important as a live performance. Yes. Moving right along, track five. Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know, which I once was walked in on singing full body belting because I thought I was home alone. And my <laughs> mom and sister just walk in and I'm, Duh! So you hate this song. I, <laughs> I will say it triggers me. I still sing it to myself in the shower and stuff, though. It's a pretty song. It I mean, is. This is like a pretty ballad. It is. It's one of those. It's a vocal knee. We we still are having some some serving of vocals from her. Don't really understand why this was a single though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I do Britney Power Hours. So if you guys explain don't know, the Britney Power um, Hour, there's a few listening who um, <laughs> have experienced Britney Power Hour. So, um, and I'll just get this out now because I'll probably reference it at some points. Um, so it's 60 minutes, and it's 60 songs or videos and every single minute you do a shot of beer it's a very college moment 
And in college, I started making Britney ones because I was sick of all the, you know, straights making these like ones that had all rock and, you know, other songs that I didn't like. So I started doing Britney chronological power hours. And whenever it would get to this, I'm just like, okay, just not, it's like a weird transition moment. I'll give you that. But like, she looks incredible in it. The music video actually came out in 2001. So I guess we can elaborate then. But um, yeah, it was actually released as the the final single uh, at the top of January 2001. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Uh, And the other fun fact about this song, which I remember then forget every other year, is that Shania Twain co-wrote this song. Oh. Yes. Man, I feel like a woman, not a girl. Mm -hmm. Not yet one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Literally. That's important because, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why. Um, I don't have anything good or bad to say about Shania. Oh, there was a quote from her that I wanted to bring up. Brittany was quoted as saying, it was my idea to record the song. I was just like, I like this song. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Work. Okay, (laughs) work. Yeah, okay, work. (laughs) Yeah. She did that. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) moving right along. Uh, The next track on the album, What You See Is What You Get. This, I think, is my should have been a single. Well, there's more, but one of my top should have been a singles. I agree. This was a a song on this album. Also a self-empowerment moment, Mm -hmm. really. Very uh, assertive. Um, This also could have been on Britney, the next album. Yes. Like, this feels like a very... Because Oops, I Did It Again as a whole, it's more closer to Britney in Mm -hmm. terms of timing than Mm -hmm. it was Baby. Yeah. And there's a lot of songs that I think are on this album feel like they're left over from Baby One More Time. Yeah. And then this is the one where I'm like, oh, this literally could be on. Yeah, it's totally like album. on the verge of being like... It's uh, more electro. It is. And it's um, more empowering, more assertive, and even like... Addressing yeah. her critics. Addressing for her the critics. first time ever. And the line, I can be anything you dream of, but I gotta feel free. She, she'll do She's whatever. She's starting to snap She's already. She's really starting to snap. Second album, <clears throat> track yeah. seven, she snaps. She she sprinkled in the hints way at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one is as prophetic as it gets, Lucky. Oh my God. <clears throat> this is definitely one of my all-time favorites. Yes. I think top 10. Wow. We'll have to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucky is hugely important to the Britney narrative and only got more important in time. Yes. As it predicted everything everything also importantly and we haven't even addressed them until now the voicemail interludes slash the phone call interludes on this album oh yeah with felicia and Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. getting into lucky from what you see to lucky the voicemail one is probably the best one on the album beep now do your your thing thing. (laughs) (laughs) and then isn't the guy like britney you're such Such a a nerd My God, I can't believe it made we no know sense. This. Interlude me. I I enjoyed the the interludes. I felt like they gave them sort of a, uh, I don't know. Oh, I like when people talk in the beginning of songs. I think it's kind of rad. Exactly. Anyone get that? <clears throat> that was a little more personal. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the interlude comes in Britney voicemail. Brit, you're such a nerd. I was thinking about the movie the other night, and they're talking about the movie where. She's so rich and she has all these things, but she's still sad. And then we go into Lucky. Lucky is a song that addresses having it all, seemingly, Mm -hmm. but crying at night. Yeah. She clearly 
identified with later in life, if not at that point. Right. And I remember, I think the, I think the music video masked it for me because it was so like, she's being so dramatic and she like comes out and she's like, this is a story about a girl named Lucky. Mm -hmm. And she's like being super, um, fan. It's like a very fantasy moment where she's like, acting and she's playing a part that she's clearly not because if you watched MTV and you watch all these shows like she was super nerdy Mm -hmm. super humble shy awkward and then in this video she's playing a movie star who's like so famous glamour playing like a diva where she's like on her little cell phone that's Mm -hmm. like a flip phone and she's like oh like blah blah yelling at the guy (laughs) and you're like oh that's so not Britney or whatever Mm -hmm. and then someone she's like crying and it's dramatic I think I was fooled a little bit by Mm. the music video being so I'm like oh my god she's an actress yeah and then fast forward to 10 15 years later and you're like oh shit like this is actually real Mm -hmm. and she was probably was feeling that then yeah I would say she was probably starting to feel the effects of fame oh yeah 2000 started to get rough for her and she was 18 to 19 criticisms were coming in that Mm -hmm. she was too sexual and that she was the lip syncing accusations began at that point. The media, I feel like also media grew, like that's when it really started to take off. Yeah. Where do you think the actress Lucky, where do you think she is right now? She is in that same robe. Yeah. Because Lucky never throws away a single outfit. She wears yeah. the same outfit for 20 years. Kind of like um, our fave. And <laughs> she's sitting in that same robe and watching TLC. She's watching 90 Day Fiance. She probably, on the couch. yeah. I she still like, has the same flip phone. I actually feel like Lucky is uh, joining the cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills right now. Oh my God. And she's like banking on that one time she won as like her ticket. Lucky to- is revealed as Kim Richards. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I think she's totally a social uh, uh, housewife in 2018. I think that's where Lucky's at. What is um, Roger Johnson from Pop News doing these days? Oh, it's you. It's me. That's my career. <laughs> Thank you. Roger Johnson from moomoos.com. <laughs> he was a terrible intern. <laughs> that's where they are now. Mm-hmm. That's Now you know. You don't have to go to a, a, a where BuzzFeed. Are where are they oh, now? <laughs> oh, that mirror in the video is so good that she holds up. Mm-hmm as are the mascara tears, which have become like sort of iconic from the video. This was, was there like a debate about like how they would have fallen on her face because they're streaked down. Yes. And they would have fallen technically down yeah. onto the nose and well, then like, but that doesn't look good. No, it's not glamour. No, she clearly cried sitting up. Yeah. And then laid yeah, down laid exhausted. Down. Yeah. So from we've debunked all that. All right, we're going to move right along to One Kiss From You. A filler. A filler. The okay. first... I was I was glad you said yeah. it too, because I was like, oh, this is a filler. Honestly, the first time I feel filler of the album. Yes. Despite your hatred for Don't Go Knocking On My Door. I mean, I don't, ha- <laughs> I don't hate it. I just didn't come knocking for it. But still, much better than One Kiss From You. Oh, like, yeah, that's this is complete filler. Like, definitely a leftover from Baby One More Time. Mm-hmm. It's bubbly. It's fine. I would say it's our least liked one to date. Yes. Yeah, at least from Oops. Yeah. Do better. (laughs) (laughs) But then we get into the incredible Where Are You Now? Okay. I have a statement 
<laughs> about the song that I would like to make. Yes. Because in the previous episode, I said uh, during a song called I Will Be There that I felt that I Will Be There is the second best vocal she has served. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make a very controversial statement here. Oh, my God. And say that Where Are You Now mm-hmm. is her first best vocal. I agree. Are you serious? I absolutely agree. Really? Yes. <gasps> oh my God. I was so nervous. I was like, I'm going to get dr- fucking dragged no, no. for the saying this. No. But I listened to it over and over again with headphones, uh-huh. as they say to do. Uh-huh. And not just the one note that she hits at the end. Right. The note. The note. But, but it keeps going. For, through the whole song. Yeah. It's very crisp. Yes. I feel like Where Are You Now is the holy grail for the stands who are screaming in defense of vocal knee. Mm-hmm. It's just, besides that note, it's just consistently a belter. Yes. It's so good. I feel so relieved right now. Oh, I was yeah. Like, I'm making I know. such a bold statement here. No, I agree. In uh, 20 years of everything, I'm... It's my lifeblood in a lot of ways. When I hear it, I'm just like, yes, this is why I stand. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. You know, when you get past the hits and things like that, it's like, this is evidence of the... Of the gift. The range. Beyond just the funky, cool tracks that are hot on the radio. Right. Mm-hmm. She has the range. She does. Did. Um, did. <laughs> what are you saying about uh, what you need on Glory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Where Are You Now is the Stan vocal knee mm-hmm. uh, triumph moving right along. Can't Make You Love Me, which I actually think might be the should have been a single. Yeah. It's like a perfect combination of that I can't get no satisfaction vibe of like fancy things and I don't care what you say about me, but I just want you to love me. This is also <laughs> in, this also feels to me like it could have been on Britney. Yes. Yeah. yeah because yeah. it, it follows that same theme of like, she's now addressing yeah. media haters getting backlash. Like this is the first time she ever really did that in songs. It feels like the prequel to uh, what it's like to be me. Yes. Yeah. Which um, we'll get into when we talk about Britney, the album, but it's got such, I mean, I'm just a girl with a crush on Uh, you is Mm, 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 mm. really important. Don't care about money. (laughs) Oh, that's my point. Actually, very Michael Jackson esque vocals here. She's Mm -hmm. just all the like, nasally like weird noises that she makes very mj yep yes we we stand can't make you love me we stand a legend who stands legend yes basically. it's true actual always legends. inspired and this is actually so weird so can't make you love me reminds me of michael the next track when your eyes say it janet silky smooth huh like, i never thought of that and now i actually hear it barely their vocal kind of like whispering okay way too seductive for this album like yes when people accused her of being like baby porn, like Lolita knee, this is like among the most like, okay, I see that you're, I was going to say the song was a filler for me. I just think it's actually just way more adult than this album. Right. Well, now that I, I now my eyes see it differently. Now your eyes see it. Yeah. Cause your eyes said it <laughs> and now my eyes see it and I'm like, Oh, the things that she says on this song are like, That's so sexual. I mean, your feelings run so deep. (laughs) Now I hear the Janet. Oh, yes. Completely Janet. 
and I I just think it is like way more mature than the rest of the album, like very deceivingly so. Got it. Well, I was deceived. You were. You were. I'm like, oh, this is a filler. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, it's slow. I'm over yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Turn turn it up. I think it's maturity, and I actually think like if it was on Glory, it would make sense. Finally, we are moving on to a record that marks her um, songwriting debut, uh, Dear Diary. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, well, (laughs) she wrote it. She wrote it. You know what? She She, did. She wrote it. I feel like we we just need to hear this intro real quick. (laughs) I forget about the synths. Vocals. Vocals. Dear diary, today I saw a top. <laughs> Get out of your own home right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say she really it's has not a, her worst. It's not her worst. She really has a knack. We'll drag that song later. We'll drag that song. She has a knack, though, for for really letting you know to hit skip with the first line, like, <laughs> a la my baby. Like, as people know it as tiny hands. Yeah. When you hear, dear diary. It's like, all right, we're good. It's, yeah, it's the, it's tiny hands knee. It, it is tiny hands knee. Um, oh, self-penned, most personal. I mean. I can't even think of the rest of the song, honestly, because I don't think I've ever listened past 30 seconds. Oh, God. I, I appreciate it as a diehard. I, I appreciate the effort that she put into constructing this uh, song. Diary, I'll confide in you. Oh, no. oh yeah! Wow, basically so. me on Tumblr, <laughs> me dear, on my live journal at yeah. the time. Dear Very Tumblr, much. today I saw a vine, <laughs> free shavaka. Do <laughs> I need to cut all of this out? No, you, I'm need it. To, you need to cut it. My I, my debut album. This is like partially your album recording (laughs) sessions, to be honest. Okay, so the other thing is, that was the last track on the album, but there were some songs. For a reason. For the reason. She she really shut it down with that one. (laughs) There were some other tracks uh, that were not on the standard, including one of my favorites, Girl in the Mirror. Oh, this is a a good one. We love a bop. Um, Girl in the Mirror, uh, I still, still reference... To this day, uh, what a what a twist to find out that the girl in the mirror is me. Oh my god, who I would have thought I didn't see it coming. The whole song, I'm like, who is this bitch? <laughs> Come to find out, it's me. Oh my god. But as a pop song, it is classic Scandi pop goodness. It's really mm-hmm. catchy. And yeah, that twist. Spoiler alert, oops. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she looks in the mirror <laughs> and she sees herself. That's also a good note-ish, I think. Yeah. Is me. Yeah, she does that. But what also, else? isn't she sad in this one, too? Oh, yeah. Right. So it's it's kind of like a it partners with Lucky a little bit. It does. It definitely does. And they're like, oh, we can't have another one of these songs on this album. I know. <laughs> it was on the International. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, you're right. And on the Asian, also on the Asian was You Got It All, which is uh, actually recorded in 97 when she was like getting ready to do Yeah, this Baby. is the early one. Yeah, they tacked it onto Oops, which is a bizarre phenomenon. And also one that she performed during uh, that uh, Singapore showcase that yes, I on your YouTube posted on my so YouTube. Good. good song. Just like so weird that it popped up out of nowhere. They must have had some sort of agreement. They had to do it. They're like, she still can sing. It's like the original tack radar. They had oh. to tack it on. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we'll get to radar later. Um, and any other ones? Oh, heart. I know I've been hard on you. I like this song a lot. Me too. Wait, this was on Oops? Yeah, it was this a was a bonus on, track, right? It was a bonus Japanese, Australian, Mexican, Asian, and UK special edition. Was it re-released again, like in later years at some point on like the singles no, but it was yeah it was on the singles collection box okay. and it was also like uh one of the b-sides yeah yeah i really like the song because it's like her kind of forgiving herself for yeah. being a part and i'm like these themes i never noticed until i was an adult mm-hmm. and i'm like oh wait a minute the signs were all there yeah she was already going through it yeah she was like really beating herself up and yeah. really feeling <clears throat> the stress of yeah being a superstar it's true. And a superstar she was because Oops famously held the record for the highest first week uh, debut debut for a female artist. Um, Oops debuted at number one with the first week sales of 1.3 million copies. Mm-hmm. That was the record for the highest debut week for a female artist. That well, was... didn't she come out of the gate as highest artist ever? Yes. Yeah. And then... Because then the Backstreet Boys <clears throat> are... NSYNC. Right. One of them. Right. It was snatched fairly quickly. However, this record, which we held very dearly, was eventually shattered by Adele with 25. A worthy snatching. (sighs) I guess. But still. Yeah. Still bitter. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to write a ballad about it. We're still mad about it. Also, like, it could be kind of funny to come up with, like, a fake sponsor. I'm thinking of how RuPaul does it with Michelle and they just start Squarespace. talking about Squarespace. Yeah. Brought to you by squarespace.com slash Brittany Jean for your more personal website needs. Like something like that. Like, <laughs> yes. are you looking for something more personal? Squatty potty. <laughs> Is your pussy hanging out? <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Totally. Flat tummy tea. Eat it, lick it, <laughs> snort it, fuck it. Do you hate going into work and feeling like your Mrs. She's too big. Now she's too thin. (laughs) (laughs) Flat tummy tea. Not sponsored. People can take everything away from you, but they can never take away this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But the question is, have you subscribed? (gasps) That is it. So that was Oops, really the the beginning of the imperial reign. You know, Baby made the gigantic splash, but this is her really as the queen of pop of the of the moment. That mm-hmm. yeah, important moment during this time that actually separated her from the pack even further was the 2000 VMAs performance. Yes. So uh, we we actually just re- rewatched it for nostalgia's sake to remember all the moments, and it's just so great. It really is the. Opening sequence is very live. Mm-hmm. 
Coming Mike down the stairs. On. Mike is hot. She's in a little pantsuit with that top hat. Yes. It starts to rip away a little bit at the sides even. Mm-hmm. And you're like, something's funny here. She's having a wardrobe malfunction before yeah. that existed. And as she explodes into her nude, strategically placed Swarovski crystal body suit, later <laughs> emulated by Heidi Montag on the, <laughs> the world's, yeah. what is it called? Miss World Miss Universe. Miss Universe, USA, Body language whatever. performance. Oh my God. Uh, Did you ever have those, um, those pants back in the day that buttoned up the sides? Yes. Okay, so... I did you I'm I specifically yes. bought these mm-hmm. so that I could pull them off mm-hmm. and think that I was Britney Spears. I can see that because for you. that's the the point of those pants is that they were for like basketball players or whatever yeah. to like warm up in and you just like rip them off. Yeah. I wore them not to work out because uh, what's that? But I, I would wear them and I would just stand there and rip them off and pop all the buttons and be like <laughs> I can't get no <laughs> numerous times yeah um i uh, sadly there's no footage of that that we can oh my God, provide you, i'm actually if there may be <laughs> who knows yeah just joyce to is gonna get her VHS join our patreon out. and you can see this footage <laughs> <laughs> um clothes come off and that is literally the moment when the media decides she's a total slut mm-hmm. and i mean it was shocking as all hell Looked yeah. like she was naked. This is her. I, th- I think this was her first. I mean, like the Rolling Stone cover mm-hmm. the year before mm-hmm. was shocking. True. This was live TV. Yeah. This is when the VMAs were getting. Moms I mean, were shaking. Yeah. This is when they were getting millions and millions and millions of views. They were yeah. like the. Honestly, they were one of the only, very few, mm-hmm. count on one hand, music, live television. Oh yeah. Shows. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so this was. She shook the girls up. She shook the girls one. up. This, we can't even under, overstate. We can't overstate how controversial and shocking it was at the time. Even though now it's just like okay, mm-hmm. then it was just we we forget now. But she was so tied to being a virgin, being virginal angel. Mm-hmm. Like her whole thing was that she was a sweetie that would never you know, sin. And this was the first, well, I mean, from the get go, well, the cat was, suit pushed mm, in. And then this was, yeah. And also too, I remember because this is back in the days when you had SD television, mm-hmm. people thought she was nude. Oh, completely. Like they, it looked like she was mm-hmm. in a nude suit. Yes. That was see-through and it was shocking. Yes. People were really like our fave did that for the first iconic VMAs performance as we discussed in the previous episode 99 VMAs was a cute a cute girl yes but this is the first time that she had everyone talking afterward and it wasn't even really that she danced in this one which right. she, she spends right. most of the time of this performance in that in little that egg, egg in the back mm-hmm. just dancing and kind of the mix of oops is so good in right. this one. I mean, it needs to be released as a studio version somewhere. Um, RCA, get on that. <laughs> but I mean, she spends probably half the performance in that little egg. Yeah, just we standing there. We take it for granted as per usual because we were so scandalized that we didn't realize she wasn't actually fully moving the whole time. Right. It was just you were so focused on. I and mean, she, body. And she doesn't for most of her VMAs either. Like true. Uh, it's more like, oh my God, what is happening on stage than right. it is like, oh, she slayed that particular move. However, we do get some iconic moves that follow all the way to Vegas here. The the ending 
kneeling back bend mm -hmm. we get an homage i think during i think it's an homage during me against the music oh in vegas totally is i also love her in the egg she has that little wave mm -hmm. so stupid and when that. the um eagle eye camera at the top she like looks up mm -hmm. oh like, yeah Ooh. which i didn't even think about subtly like, planned yeah planned exactly like she knew what she was doing mm-hmm yeah, so that was... That and was I just funny. love when she drops the ground at the end, and it's like the... Where she, like, raises her arms oh. up, and it's that iconic photo that... The stare. Always, yeah. I the mic. was thinking, like, that face is what I stand. Mm -hmm. Like, her... She was on fire. ...knowing that she's like, I just ate that. Yeah, she knew she killed it. It's She gets that look when she knows. It's just incredible. It's almost like at the end of that performance, like, that was a new person. And then, of course, you know, it only got more and more like ferocious as we get into the 2001 performance but yes i would venture to say this might be no i don't know i can't really rank them because ultimately my favorite spoiler alert is 2003 oh well your other fave Madonna. yeah yeah and i just feel like everyone was so sh shook but i will it, say yeah yeah that one did shock me yeah more than yeah i this one did we'll get into that this one, I, I in 2000, when she did the VMAs, because the year before, she was an opener for the boy bands. The boy bands were yeah. the stars yeah, of yeah, this yeah. thing. And also, there was a lot of, like, I feel like a lot of rock mm -hmm. people. And, and, like, she wasn't really the four. And then in this one, when she did it, I was like, she is now a superstar. Like, this Completely. was the moment the where one. I was like, she is, like, my little nerdy fave mm -hmm. is now a fucking legend like this yes. did it for me i was like holy shit i wouldn't rank i can't rank them i really no. can't i just i would say different. for like shock value 2003 was my favorite but this was the first true shocker yes but they were all shocking in various ways uh perhaps less lastly memorable uh would be the grammys performance from the 2000s which i don't even think a lot well, of people not just the performance well, but the Grammys, the Grammy of 2000. Oh, yes. Should we go into it? We should We're gonna get into it. Buckle up, girls. Buckle up, ladies. Don't even come for us. <laughs> I'm just saying that in advance. So where should we start with this? Should we start with like what happened at the Grammys and then get into the performance? Or should we do the performance and then I think the performance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We watched this back as well recently. Yes. And um, it is a rough start. Yes, vocally, it is a rough start. Yeah, there's like a squeal of the microphone. I will say I stan the peacock shit that's going on behind her. Yeah, it's very Illuminations Epcot, if anyone knows the reference. No, what's that? <laughs> Illuminati? It's like a, a, it's like a tapestry, it's like a, not, yeah, it, Someone out there will know. Tapestry of Nations, is it called? Oh, no. I haven't been in a minute, but they do like a whole parade thingy, and then later there's a firework. Anyway, they're... I'm failing my Disney stand right now. But there's, like, things that they hold up. Like yes, puppets. Like gigantic yeah, peacock yeah. feathers. Gave me that. And Which a, I stand. Yeah, as a Disney the queen. The colors are beautiful. That made sense for her. And her face looks like I'm at the fucking Grammys. Oh, shit. I need to really yeah. sing. And she oversings. Like, mm -hmm. not to say, like, does too well. But just really tries any note that right. might come to her. Also, um... The one part about this that I think is hilarious mm -hmm. is the little um, dancers on the stairs in Ugh. front of her that are wearing like fucking <laughs> tulip lotus flower yes. costumes. It is yes, so embarrassing. Looking. Very embarrassing. Like, but what's happening on stage with Britney with the the colors of the dress and the mm -hmm. peacock shit is very chic. 
I'm, I'm very into it. Very chic. And as we uh, previously discussed, a true tragedy that the song was from the bottom of my broken heart. Oh, yeah. That is just inexcusable. It, it could have been sometimes even. It mm-hmm. just, like, why? Anyway, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, we don't know about that. But then the peacock feathers flop down. They she do. She scurries away. She scurries away. Uh, not to, well. No. <laughs> you see her fully get out. To what is honestly one of the weirdest... <laughs> Mildly scary. Definitely scary. Freaky. I freaky. Freaky? Um no. Um (laughs) setups. Mm -hmm. So like she does this. Okay, the mix is incredible. Mix is good. Yes. Very 90s, like really good mix. But there's these rows of robot transformer dancers that are puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's it's like foosball foosball dancers attached to I think. I think the real person's in the middle, and yeah. there's two on each side. Mm-hmm. But they're puppets, so they're attached by the arms and legs, so yeah. they move completely identically. And I remember seeing it, I'm like, oh, what the hell yeah. are these aliens? Like, it's really creepy looking it's at creepy first. creepy looking. And then she just comes out in a chic cat suit. Yeah. With prom hair mm-hmm. and black sneakers. Black sneakers, again. everyone. But she serves. She serves and she d- is at her best when there's a break and she's just like, you know what? I just got to dance. Mm-hmm. And she just does it and it's very fierce and she's kicking and very flicking, sharp. Very sharp. Whole new mix. Whole new mix, yeah. And that's actually the highlight of that performance. It is a weird one. It is saved by the ending. It's just a weird showcase for the Grammys in general. Yeah. And important that she was there. And then it's a good watch. It's a good watch. Yeah. And it's super 2000. Yes. Like that is like epitome of pop in 2000. The um, Power Rangers. Power um, Rangers, Zordon, whatever wheel. Is it Zordon or is it? We used to have those at, um, it was like Spencer's at the mall. Yeah. They had those little discs that you could buy that had the lightning. Yeah. I was scared. It was literally one of those. Yeah just on the stage Mm -hmm. very um very lava lamp very yeah (laughs) lava lampney lava (laughs) um so we're at the show there was something that happened at the scrammies and we're gonna get into we're gonna let's just talk about it all right so what what happened britney spears was nominated for For best new artist (laughs) alongside kid rock uh macy gray and christina aguilera so, okay. Now, I would just like to say, first of all, that Christina Aguilera is my number two. So don't even come for me. He has a very complicated relationship. I do. Um, she's my number two. And also, Brad is a Legendina stan. Yeah, it's you, true. We, we love... I, there's literally a copy of Bionic on my desk. Yeah, do you see there it? is. Yeah, it's for good it's luck. It's right there. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the fan edition's um, right up behind my couch. So. It's for another project that I'm trying to work on anyway um but there's a copy of bionic on my desk right now um there's proof there's two other eyeballs that can uh validate that um there is bionic so christina aguilera Mm. shockingly (laughs) i'm not well not i'm not saying this like for me right but she was visibly shocked by her win here yeah and there's been a 20 almost 20 year debate from stands, yeah, who really should have won this award? And was it a curse? Was it just should Britney have won? Should Christina have won? Should Macy Gray have won? What about Kid Rock? Kid Rock. Um, Ultimately, Kid Rock is the agreed upon answer for that <laughs> category. Yeah, I. It's hard to say because also the best new artist winners for the past the ten years prior are pick a mix of legends and flops. Yes. It's like Millie Vanilli, 
Mariah Carey, Tony Braxton, Cheryl Crow, Paula Cole, Lauren Hill, Leanne Rimes, Hootie and the Blowfish. Some good, some not so good. Right. It's a weird <clears throat> category. It to, is. Like to think about. Because yeah, is. you're right. It, it really is. Some of them are iconic and some yeah. wind up, you, you never hear from them again. So right. it's almost like the Grammy team doesn't really have the pulse on what's... The finger on the pulse. Yeah. I am fine with how this turned out. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, Christina's always going to be more of a Grammy's girl to them. I think best pop vocal sort of girl. Whereas Britney was much more a spectacle. Yes. It's... It was still surprising, though. Um, I am going to also controversially say... Uh Oh, Oh, no. ...that I agree with the Grammy's decision in choosing Christina Aguilera. Mm. And um, so that settles that. So Mm -hmm. now you can all stop dragging each other. Oh, that won't stop. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Literally. Like, the Britney and Christina feud to this day is as vicious as it was in 2002 Mm -hmm. for no reason anymore. They're both just like, yeah, we do a song with each other or whatever. And everyone's just like, fuck you. I know. And it's so funny because I I stand both. Yeah. And I have stand both since day one. Right, right. And we always joke. Like we like you guys have heard already, we're like what, three episodes into this? You uh-huh. hear that we've already talked referenced her. Yeah, we reference we shade Brittany too. But for some <clears throat> reason when we when you crack a joke about Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. you are they're coming for your children, yeah. your family. Yeah. You are scalped wigless. I'm in the witness protection program yeah. because of my Legendina <laughs> series. Yeah, they cannot, no one can take a joke. No, no, certainly not. I've seen a lot. So I'm here to say, for the record, that I agree that Christina Aguilera should have been Best New Artist in 2000. And the reason why is because if you look at the chart performance of both of them, mm. Christina did perform better on the charts. She had more number ones from the first album, Genie, Come On Over, and What A Girl Wants, I believe if my memory serves me well, yeah. all went number one. Britney did not have that same... She's never had luck on the charts right. with a, without a few exceptions. It's so true. I can understand why the Grammy voters would say this is the best new artist because she the singles went higher. Um, and I'll leave it at that. That's fair to say. Mm-hmm, now, right? if you want to talk about snubs, we're going to talk about 2003 with Ashanti losing to Nora Jones. <laughs> Fuck you all. Oh, my God. So, uh, justice for Ashanti. Let's fight the bigger battles here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, also, this year, in 2000, was her first appearance on Saturday Night Live, which was pretty epic for her, considering this is only her, huge. you know, second album. Right. Yeah, it was a big moment for her, and she also addressed some big rumors Yeah, at the time. Now, I don't remember watching this, because I I think we've discussed a little bit in these yeah. earlier years that we were kind of, not clueless to everything, but, <clears throat> yeah. you know, we were young, so I was outside, I was on the beach, and on I the trampoline. And I was not outside, I was inside playing EverQuest. Yes, also inside of the closets. That's very true. So... I didn't see this live, but I remember seeing it on the news or something that someone was watching. Oh, Mm. I remember because the SNL skit, she had those robotic boobs that just darted. So this was her opening monologue. Mm -hmm. And at the time, like we can't even understate how 
much of a subject her boobs were in the media that I will distinctly remember like as a kid it's just are the boobs real are the boobs real because we had that moment overnight seemingly where she uh was uh chestily enhanced looking yes which that was at the kids choice awards yes i remember watching i was allowed to watch the Ah, kids choice awards yes and cow grew grew up in a a handmaid's tale um (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically um (laughs) yeah i remember watching this Kids' Choice Awards Live. And even I, at the time, was like, whoa. It was a very uh, um, in-your-face yeah. ensemble. It was the white tube top, right? It was white? Yeah. Yes. It was a white, very tight. Very tight. It was cold in that arena. It was cold. If that... you will. Yes. And Rosie O'Donnell was there. <laughs> she was like off to the... I just love how many times Rosie O'Donnell... Rosie keeps coming ...is up. like the ultimate Britney stand. Yeah. She was on stage or whatever, like cheering or something. <laughs> yeah. And then she talked about it on Rosie's talk show or whatever. I think Rosie said something like, Brittany, you got to make sure that like you're covered up or something mm-hmm. and made some kind of a, I don't even know. Yes, you're right. But that's really all I remember. Yeah. From I this. mean, I, I definitely remember. That was a great uh, opening monologue. So good. You can pause this podcast and go watch it right now <laughs> for full effect. But basically, uh, spoiler alert, uh, she is gesticulating with her hands and then all of a sudden her boobs are moving in different directions. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Tit flew. Tit flew. (laughs) The meme was born. (laughs) Thus, um, one of her many uh, efforts at clapping back at the haters just with her boobs. Mm -hmm. And I would say uh, it was a good clap back. It was a really good clap. It was really funny. It really was. And also you have to think about it. She was... 19 18 18 some i don't something like that it's like our society is trash that she had to even make fun of it in retrospect she's a baby anyway feel bad about it everyone (laughs) yeah i mean a a lot of her snl skits are really funny yeah um also she was on all that i don't think that that wasn't this year that was later but oh yeah anyway other thoughts about 2000 era. Um, yeah, we got the tour. We Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Live in Hawaii, uh, we we had the evolution of her tour setup going from teeny... It's still very She teeny. went from a mall to arenas. She did, real fast. And again, I was not aware that she was on tour back then. I had no idea. Yeah, I was scared of people, so I was never going to be at a concert. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, it's just so foreign to me that, like, kids my age went to concerts. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, absolutely not. Yeah, I just, like, wasn't allowed. No, no, no. But um, great for them that they saw I it. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, many of our friends did go to the original um, series of concerts, which... I'm just God, that's incredible. Videos on YouTube. Yeah, those, like, painstakingly stitched together mm-hmm. fan-made videos from people's dad's vhs tapes god bless them though for making these videos incredible because larry won't put out the fucking dvd of them nope although we do have the live and more one from hawaii but still we needed the the baby tour in hd Mm -hmm. make it happen i don't care if the technology wasn't there make it happen (laughs) but um yeah the the tour happened and we got the live and more dvd which is super goofy and fun i I highly recommend yeah it's it's super great um what else happened in 2000 oh my god um we almost missed something 
what? from this year that what was did we miss? Um, invented uh, Christmas. <gasps> Santa is quaking in his boots. Um, Mrs. Claus is Santa, wigless. Santa, can you hear me? Uh, I have been so good this year, and all I want is one thing B10. I was going to say for you, a top. Oh. <laughs> that too. You can tweet me at T Kyle Mac. Um, this was the year that Platinum Christmas came out and gave us the one and only Britney Spears Christmas song. Yes, my only wish this year is uh, the new standard for for Christmas music. Yes, uh, nothing else has been good except for okay, we wrapped in red. But otherwise, oh my God. we love wrapped in red. Wrapped hey, in Kelly. red. My only wish this year. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is you. Mm-hmm. Um, and My Kind of Christmas. Yes. Cascade's Christmas album. Oh, yeah. Also iconic. Yes. This <clears> is <throat> really one of the best Christmas songs ever. It really is. Um, also goes down perfectly in the middle of July when you're doing your Britney night, funnily enough. This is also true. Um, yeah. I swear to God, the next time Brad does a <laughs> Britney night in New York City, you need to stop what you're doing, get on your flights. Yeah. Call Everyone that's listening, don't call, get sick in it. Take a kayak. Whatever you need to do to get to Manhattan to come to these Britney nights, you have not lived until you have experienced Joy of Pepsi and my only wish this year in a bar. It's true. It's While festive. slightly intoxicated or not. Yeah. We don't judge. We the, the, the joy of Christmas really is what gets you high with this one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so festive. Yeah. I have seen people kick dancing on chairs to this uh i have seen people making out to this uh i just the spirit moves Mm -hmm. through you with this song it really does also i will say that um hearing all i want for christmas is you in the middle of july that bar is also iconic only in new york yeah i would have to say i don't think the locals know (laughs) that experience and i feel so bad for them (laughs) oh what a good song it really is. Um, if it's not included in your holiday, I, I'm sorry that you hate Christmas and you hate festivity mm-hmm. and fun. And uh, you will be receiving um, 14 copies of Bionic and a lump of coal <laughs> in your stocking. And you have no excuse if you're Jewish because I love it too. <laughs> Santa? Yes. Oh my God. Well, should we assign a knee? A what's the knee? What's the knee? Tell me what's, what's that the knee? knee? What's, what's the knee? knee? Tell me what's the <laughs> spill the knee? Spill the knee. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we've been doing this thing where we assign a knee, a knee to, to every each year. year. It's just a thing that stands to. Yeah. Um, I know what mine is. Nineteen ninety-eight was pigtail knee. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-nine was vocal knee. Mm-hmm. Two thousand for me is. Superstar knee. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go there. Wow. It's true, though. Uh, I am going to say Queen knee. Oh. Because as we as we discussed, uh, this is when it became clear that she wasn't just a one-hit wonder, and she wasn't just a flavor of that year. It was like the full domination has begun and would continue for many years. I think Oops gave her the crown. For oh, sure. Yes. This um, really was the year, I think, that it solidified her as a pop culture yeah, moment. Definitely. Um, teen queenie, maybe, because at the time, it was like, maybe we didn't know for sure that she would be a legend, legend lasting the distance, but queen of the teens, for right. sure. This is also, I feel like this is the year where 
because I, as a Spice Girl stan, mm. do you remember when they would go to different towns and stuff and the, cr- the crowd size, it would show the thousands of people that would show up to see them like at, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wherever. Like you guys, you know, I feel like this is the first year that we saw that for Britney. Mm. Like she would go to TRL mm-hmm. and oh, God. saw the, everyone the outside screaming of people. I just remember that gay in the turtleneck during the VMAs performance. Oh my god, <laughs> the the baby blue, the baby blue turtleneck. He's like, okay, this is what is she exactly. doing these days? She, where is she though? If you if you're listening, there. Okay, so if you watch the VMA performance in the beginning, there is a gay in the pit mm-hmm. wearing a. Well, I shouldn't say that. Should I assign labels? Uh, that was a gay. That was she was she, she was. was she had the, she had her arms crossed. She might she not have like, known at the is, time. She was a Christina She looked Aguilera like stand. me, like wandering into an express for the first time, being like, "These mm-hmm. clothes are interesting." The bleached hair, the turtleneck. Hey, oh baby god! Serving. Oh god! Um, arms crossed in the pit. Um, yeah, just uh, mood, mood, <laughs> same um, big mood. What was I talking about? Um, that the crowds were so big. Oh yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel like this is the first time you actually saw it. Yeah, the bass was getting bigger. The yeah. crowds were getting bigger. Mm-hmm. It's true. And TRL was so unstoppable then. And all the signs and people coming out like crazy. And I don't know that the rivalry really... Uh, it was there. It was, 2000, there, it was there. But it came to a head once they kind of addressed it in the media in later years. But early stands were like, excuse me. It's so funny because I... I just remember I stand all of them. Like I stand Christina. Jessica. I have to admit, like I full on hated Christina then. Really? Yeah. I was just like, how <sighs> dare she? Oh my god. See, I only I only disliked NSYNC. Oh. But like I literally I stand uh Destiny's Child. Yeah. Brittany, mm-hmm. Mandy, Jessica, Christina, Willa Ford. Oh, Willa Ford. I stand everyone literally except NSYNC. I stand in sync in solidarity with Britney once wow, that relationship wow. happened. Cause I didn't really I care. Otherwise boys, girl Backstreet's better, like objectively yes. all across the board. But I like gave her that until they broke up and then it was trash. <laughs> Do love digital get down though. Um, oh yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> but um, you said destiny's child uh, forgot to point out opening acts during Britney's crazy 2k tour were LFO and Destiny's Child. You heard that correctly, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies Beyonce, and gentlemen, Beyonce for Britney Spears. <laughs> I said it. And narrated a film about her. Oh, that's right. On MTV. So good. And it is just so bizarre to see, and it's actually so lovely to see that she went to Peace of Me with Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Like, and that there's just this sort of. Yeah, I stand all of them. Respect. Back then too. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's a mutual respect. I think that obviously they're not in the same category by any means. No. They're doing much different things. But Britney has always said nice things about Beyonce and mm-hmm. vice versa, which I love a lot. But uh, then again, everyone says nice things about Britney. That is true. Because if you don't, then you're ugly. I think that's just facts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Also, if proven. you say something that's, uh, you're not, you're not honest. It's not true. Because I don't really think she's mean. Yeah, it's true. Like she's just right, not. She's, yeah. Right. Um, but there was another point that I was going to make about um, you standing everyone. I didn't stand Christina until this is so controversial, and I don't think I've ever admitted this. Wow. Didn't Exclusive. stand her until Bionic because I watched her flopping, and I was like, oh, that's kind of sad, and was like, no, like she can exist too. I'm sorry. So I 
kind of like reverse did my homework and realized that like everything was kind of a sleigh in her own way, then was like very sad that she got all that backlash and I mean, continues to um, for her left of center decisions. So I'm like definitely a fake fan, but now I really do love a lot of Christina's discography. Kyle is just wide mouth. I shook. am shocked. Shooked. Bionic. I love Bionic. Well, yes. So obviously <laughs> that would be a different podcast. Um, because I realized, I guess it was sort of like, I realized, oh, she is the villain. Like she is like this legendina. Right. Like larger than life character. And I love that. Wow. I know. I mean, like, I'm don't get shocked. me wrong. Like I loved dirty when it happened fighter and all of that. Like I just like any of other, anybody else did but i was still like that bitch hates britney yeah oh my god see i was when they had the rivalry i was like this is fake they really are friends because i remember seeing them on mickey mouse club and um so i was like this is all made up and i so i like stand both of them because i was like this is bullshit yeah (laughs) they're making it up they're friends and it wasn't until like years later that i was like oh wait maybe there actually is something here but i was i still stand both so i was like oh you were very um, ahead of your time there. Wow. Oh my god, no, I stand all the girls in my pocket. Um Christina, Brittany, oh my god. I definitely had an allegiance for a long time. I wow. certainly love Mandy, love Willa. I'm shook. Um yeah, Christina, I had a grudge. I was mad at her existence until oh god, I realized I the, the which didn't this come out in two thousand? Um the My Kind of Christmas. Mm-hmm. DVD. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, iconic. I in retrospect realized that. Wow. Yeah. I know. Maybe we need a bonus episode. My enlight- my journey to enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> Finding the lotus in me. Yeah. <laughs> How did this steer so far off course? Actually, I, no, I feel like it's really eye-opening, though. It is. I don't know if that means more people will come for me or less, but I genuinely am a fan now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that definitely was a thing back then. I fed into the rivalry completely. We should make this a bonus episode maybe so where we just go through all christina yeah i mean that could be its own podcast to be honest yes wow Mm -hmm. 2000 because i mean really in 2000 it's when what was that christina coming in it's like you're not a fucking fan from day one bionic (laughs) um i felt like 2000 was very um mtv Making the video. (laughs) (laughs) Now Christina's coming for my voice. (laughs) I feel like 2000 was very MTV, making the video, TRL. Yeah. Like, everyone was kind of making appearances all the time. The music videos were everywhere. It was like rivalries were starting. Narratives were happening. It was when the pop queens and... Kings and everyone was starting to become like a its own narrative. Yeah, and I really wasn't woke to that for a long time. An embarrassing long amount of time, long amount of time, but till I, I guess I started working at Medium, it's like oh, this is part of the problem. Fake news. <laughs> yeah, I mean a little earlier than that, but yeah, because Bionic came out in college, and that's when I saw the light. Wow, and I saw burlesque. I really saw the light. Oh my God. We really need to do an, a whole ep- something else of, of talking about this. Cause now I'm like, Oh, I could, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, back to Brittany, Brittany 2000. That I think really sums up 2000 for me. Totally. Um, yeah, we have a massive 
sophomore record, mm-hmm. a bigger and better tour in a crazy short amount of time. The media pressure is starting to heat up. Media's heating up. Rivalries or awards are not won, but... <laughs> They soon will be. They soon will be. And charts are not necessarily stormed. But as it turns out, you don't need to have a high chart to uh, impact the culture for years to come. So anyway, that's our legend in 2000. That sums up Y2K. That does. Y2K knee. (laughs) K. If you seek Y2K knee. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Well, I think that winds up this episode, wraps up this episode. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, shall we jump into 2001? Yeah, let's go there. A year. It continues. In it the next episode. Keeps getting better. Oh my God. Enough. <laughs> I can't, I can't make that reference. This, to enough. this is a Britney Spears podcast. Uh, Get the hell out of my apartment right now. <laughs> you fake fucking fan. You didn't even listen to Back to Basics. I did listen to Back to Basics. You're a liar. Fuck you, Scott Storch. Oh my, oh, the, a bop. Um, okay, anyway, we're going back to Britney Spears 2001. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow me, because I'm a true stan, <laughs> at T. Kyle Mack and send Brad. Hey, do, okay, so if you're listening to this right now, actually, because I'm really curious if anyone does this, oh um, spam at Mew Mews on Twitter with lotus flower emojis <laughs> right now, if you're listening to this. Just hundreds of lotus flower emojis as many characters can fit into your reply to Mew Mews <laughs> right now. Pause. The fighters are about and to kill spam me. Brad's Twitter account. And we will see you in next year, next episode, 2001. See you in 2001. See you soon. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.